Alright, so, if you recall, back in between the lines... Ooh, I, are we going to have to put in a clip? I know. Maybe. Okay. I referenced this movie, and Tracy said, you know, I actually have never seen that movie. And then said, you should have a beer next birthday so I, I'm to blame for this then. So you were ultimately to blame for it. <laughs> not that not that you want to watch this movie. I'm pretty sure you do not want to watch it. Oh my this god, movie. is it Krull? It's Krull! Yeah! Now I can't use that joke anymore! <laughs> Wait, what is it? Have you ever seen Krull? You don't, you don't have to see Krull. <laughs> In a world. In a world. In a world. Where tomorrow's blockbusters reign and yesterday's classics are forgotten. Three women intend to remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials at the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch older movies and review them from our modern, everyday perspectives. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. Today we are talking about Kroll! Kroll! It's my birthday. I, I get to pick whatever movie I want, and I picked Kroll, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's your birthday, and you could have picked anything. <laughs> and I picked Kroll. <laughs> have you seen? No, but this is this is me and Serena's first time, yep. and I think my expectations. I think every time wrong. we had like a movie night growing up, this was always an option, and it was never picked. Never picked. Much to my and my sister's chagrin, it was never picked. <laughs> All right, Crawl, 1983, written by Stanford Sherman, directed by Peter Yates, and starring Ken Marshall, Lissa Anthony, kind of. She's actually not in that much. Freddie Jones, Alan Armstrong. Her hair is. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, her hair is there. Uh, quick synopsis, Tracy, go. Ooh. <laughs> there it is. There it is. God. Enter the planet of Crawl, where there's this prophecy where a man and a woman will have a baby. That will save the universe that never comes into play. Never comes sure. to true um, We've got two warring factions, and we've got uh, a princess and a prince that are in love and want to get married. And they are in love, but the political part of it is it'll bring these two things together so they can conquer the slayers who are aliens who have invaded their world. Um, the Right before they get married... Of course, they, the princess is kept, is captured and kidnapped, and the prince, well now king, has to go save her. Um, and then it's his adventures. He, you know, has some... Round up a bunch of merry men. Yes, and goes and defeats the beast and saves the princess. Yes, yes, yes. Well said. I mean, it is classic. Well it is. It's classic a classic, classic story structure. Mm -hmm. yep. Yes. Um, which I think... Was definitely one of its pros. Yes. I thought. Yep. Yep. It's that. Yep. How'd everyone like it? I'm it, gonna be honest. I really liked it. <laughs> I was gonna say. I wait a minute. I think she said she liked it before, but then I thought it was going in another direction. I, our expectation. Be be fair. Our expectations were set pretty low yes, because we yes. have been getting. I don't know. I mean, it's this been... movie stinks since like uh, Family Guy. Yeah, jokes and yeah. for years. Yeah, and I mean, it's 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 I known think it's as a known cult classic. Exactly. And usually, cult classics from this era, it's so bad, it's good. Mm -hmm. So you're expecting bad. Yeah, but it, it was good. It was solid. We didn't. We didn't. I didn't. I can't speak for. I I did not dislike it. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, it was fun. It's I was ex- it is entertaining. I was expecting I mean, a Plan 9 experience. No, yeah. It's not Plan 9 by any stretch. Yep. Um, I mean, I have some thoughts that we'll get into, but honestly, it was not as bad as I thought yeah. it was going to be. I mean, I know it's been the joke of like, it's, you know, don't, yeah. you don't need to watch it. Everyone knows about this mm. movie. It's just, I think most people haven't seen this movie and like kind of have assumptions about that, yeah. about it. I will say the reason I picked this movie, I think we've, we've oh, been yeah, alluding yeah, to it, yeah. but I haven't actually explained, yes. is because I grew up with this movie. It was one of our staples in our household. So there were definitely a lot of moments in there where I was doing a lot of explaining and like quoting. Well, <laughs> that's true. Um, there was a point where we missed what was said and we didn't have to look up the script at all because, because Betsy Betsy's knew here. it. Betsy's Let here. Let me recite the script for you. How about that? <laughs> How many um, times would you say you watched this, Betsy? Many. <laughs> How about like that? more than two more than two hands. More <laughs> I Wait, I wanna say you'd hands. watch it at least at least once every year. Yes. And when I was living. a kid, I watched it very often, often because it was one of our VHSs. Yeah. We didn't have like, we didn't have a huge amount of VHSs growing up. Okay. Top of the marquee. What was everyone's favorite part? Serena, go. The music. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. I yeah. don't know why. I was getting this. James Horner. Yep. I was getting this. Uh, yeah. I was getting the vibe and I couldn't place it. And then, of course, I had you guys look it up for me. Um. James Horner does Hocus Pocus, which mm. I watched just like a week or two ago, mm-hmm. obviously. I love me. And uh, Land Before Time, also Titanic. But Land Before Time and Hocus Pocus, I watched often growing up. So mm. that music is like, you just hear it and you know. It yeah. was that adventure music. Yeah. Like exactly. 80s and 90s just, adventure. Just, um, instrumental. Just that. Mm. When I think of like... Old school, yeah, 80s fantasy adventure music. Yeah. It's this, it's never ending, I mean, yeah, never ending story. Yeah. It's yeah. that kind, oh God, yeah, yeah it's very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a specific brand. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyways, I loved it. I don't know why I kind of brought, it was like a happy nostalgia. Even like the scary music, you know, when they're fighting the mm-hmm. super boss. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think music is a great way to get somebody pulled into a, mo- a movie mm-hmm. effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it can really make a break. It can to a point where a lack of music can also do that. Where you're like, like any horror movie that you, you know that buildup of something to be oh, scary, but then when can't. it's a scary movie and there is no music and you don't know what to feel, there's something there too. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't have the comfort of the music to yeah. tell you what to feel. Yeah. That's it's very it's, true. It's the power of music point. and yeah. And hence their lack thereof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't actually think about that music telling you how to, how, Mm. not how to feel, but what to expect. Kind of almost like a, yeah, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, I loved it. I love the music. That was, I I don't, I don't even have any other favorite parts. I approve. I approve. I, I'm surprised you didn't. I thought you were going to say, um, well, I have some favorite parts, okay. but they're not like, you know. Well, my runner up was Runs Lines. Specifically, you, you oh, picked yeah. out, you picked yeah, out I two. Yeah, I did that. But my favorite of his was his, his, his dying breath, which was, um, I was wrong. The journey was worthwhile. Finish it for me. Mm. Like, mm. that is like, 
you always want to I, I have that last word, mm-hmm. and that was brilliant. That well, was really and good. if you zone in on his lines, the entire time he's like, "Oh, we're not getting paid for this, and this is you right. know, we're not going to have anything with you know to take away from that." Blah blah blah. I never so, think to yeah, I never think to do runner up. Yeah, parts because I do have the rocks in yeah. my pockets quote. I don't know. If yeah, so read, read, read his other lines. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure if I have this exactly word for word, but um, runs line that stood out to me was um, rocks in our. They're they're starting off on their journey of whatever rocks in our pockets and graves above our heads is the only thing we're getting from this journey. Yeah, and I don't know why I literally was thinking emeralds in their pockets and literally they're six feet under. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and then of course enter the quicksand scene. Just mm. a it was bit. it was quippy. It was good. It was it was the first line that we really like. It spoke Perked to up, us. Yeah, and we like remembered. It well, stuck out. It stuck and out. the other thing is, out. there's something to be said for um, Robbie. So Robbie Coltrane played Run, who is mm-hmm. Hagrid. We we all know and love him. And Liam Neeson. I think that I know. I keep pulling them out of the crowd in this movie, but their acting was so different than everyone else's yeah. because they mm-hmm. were naturally good actors. Yes. And that's why they went on to be two Who of the most are. famous people to come out of is, this movie. Yes. Is this their breakout film? It's not their breakout film. Well, obviously it's not their breakout film because the film was a flop, so it's, well, it's nobody's yeah. breakout film. But that's true. it was yeah. very early in both of their careers. Mm-hmm. Like start out film, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, it wasn't their... It was not, I don't think it was either of their first movies, but... You can tell that the talent how, is there. I can't believe how young Liam Neeson is. Yeah, I, and now I'm so he used to exactly the same. He right? does, right? but like young, but like I don't know. He has well, a very like s- certain look to him, and he has a very distinct voice. Yeah, once yeah. he talks, you're like, oh, that's Liam Neeson. Yeah, okay. There it is. <laughs> I'm surprised that neither of you put Colwyn as your favorite. I'm actually gonna just say I'm pleasantly surprised by the cuteness of the guy. Right? Me too. Okay. I will say that. That's good. That's good. He's cute, guys. I like that. He, yeah. He was adorable. I think, Serena, I think you loved him a little bit more than I did, but he, he was, was adorable. so cute. You know what it is? He has the beard that is really in, in right, right now. now. He and has it, a modern it's, look. Right, yes. but it's yeah. and a classic, classic handsome. He has the loose Skywalker hair. I'm telling you right now, like... If his hair was different, he'd probably be like stellar, but I don't know if it was was it Luke Skywalker? I don't or was think it, it was Anakin hair. Yeah, Anakin. Oh. Wait, Anakin. Yeah. Wait. It was Anakin hair. Yeah. Wait, but but Hayden me... Christensen hated yes. Anakin hair. Yeah, yes. yeah. Wait, I wanna um, look. And it was more it was more Kurt Russell. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Anakin. Just kidding, because Luke was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden Christensen. I did get Luke vibes from him. But right, right. In terms of like his his journey, his character mm-hmm. arc, he was Luke. Yeah. But you know what? It wasn't just the look about him that I thought was cute. Yes. You and I agreed that he had this gentle way about him that he was literally coddling like a injured man. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like nowadays there, people like don't do that. Yeah. No, there was enough. a point where he could have been gruffer and the tough guy and the tortured soul and he wasn't he was we thought we were gonna get that from the beginning though because he was almost when he when he met yeah what's his face the princess though i was like ooh, i think he's yeah he was was he was he was confident with the princess so you kind of expected like a um a rough and tumble like i'm gonna go save her because i'm the best yeah almost yeah and you're in a group where it's all men right they did not have any women in his in that group so you expected like an alpha struggle yes also food scene 
Yeah, that was. Yeah. yeah. That okay. was one of Liam Neeson's wives. Yeah. One of the many. I mean, they needed to eat and they weren't going to go like hunt and gather. <laughs> so. They just happened to be in the neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but point being, he was a nice guy he, to everyone. He cared. Anytime somebody was injured, he was right there. Yeah. Anytime there was danger, he was right there. And there was never like, like you said, there was never a struggle for alpha. It was yeah. just, and, you know. And you expect something like that in a group of all men. Like they all have to like beat the other guy's toughness or what? None of that yeah. in, amongst any of the guys. Yeah. They all kind of were very comfortable in their own, like, you know, yeah. they were doing their job and that was it. And it's fine. I yep. think now it's more like that. Yeah. 2020 movie. Yeah. And it, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And, it, and I feel like they try hard to do that where mm. this was very natural. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But back to my favorite part. Oh, that run slides oh, yeah. weren't no, your favorite No, that was my runner-up. That was oh, my runner-up. Runner-up. Um, my favorite part was the saying, each to his fate. Mm. I liked that concept. It was at the beginning when I think it Torquell was... had, had said it to Colwyn because Colwyn didn't want to leave. I think it was the Cyclops behind or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or was it... It was um, when the Cyclops was leaving the first time the when first they were time. heading off on the uh, fire mares. Yeah. And he, Torquil had said it to Colwyn, um, and it was, it was just, it was, I don't know, it, it, he said it to him, and they both understood, like, yeah, you have to make your own decisions in life, and you can't make, you can't force anybody, and I feel like that was a... Um, I don't know, a poignant part. And it was again repeated mm-hmm. where they, yeah, this is to each his fate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. And it was a very important um, character moment for Cyclops. And so him sharing that with Colwyn, it was like, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a poignant moment. Yeah. yeah. That was good. Good job. Bets. I mean, this is your movie that you, you just, I mean, there's so many. Every moment. No. Um, <laughs> It's funny because thinking of this movie, I have things that I hate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pinpoint something that I love. I think in your previous birthday, you said that you had so many, but every time you watch something, you find something new. Exactly. So what was something new that you liked about this one? Um, it was that very good. Thank you. I appreciate that. The, the way you twisted that question. Um, the landscapes. Oh, yeah. They did a lot of on location yep. shooting. And they were gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Real, I mean, the sets, like, you can tell when they're sets and it's mm-hmm. like, whatever. But the, the when they're, like, at, he's, like, really climbing a mountain at one point. They're really in ravines and forests. And it was just, it was a good use of the of the locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Serena, you had mentioned that, too. Yeah. It was really beautiful. There was a couple scenes where you're like, wow, that's really pretty. Yeah. And we were like, oh, is it a green screen? And we're like, no, that... It's real. That's well, it's funny. You can tell what's real when you can tell what's fake. Right. Like, you can right. really tell what's yeah. fake. And that's yeah. why you're like, oh, okay, Makes that must you appreciate be real. the real even yeah. Oh, you know what was the, another part that, it's because you were focusing on it that I was like, yeah, this is actually really, really good, is the spider scene. Oh, okay. What, because oh, I completely forgot about the spider scene. That was another pee break scene for me. Mm-hmm. What, or, can we call those from now on? Yeah. It's like the bad parts of movies are pee breaks. So they're the yeah. pee breaks. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely a pee break scene for me growing up. Miss Murphy. But you can tell Ms. it's, you could tell it was, it was stop motion and, but the, the model that they were using was gorgeous. Yeah. Because it, it was see-through and had that red belly in the middle. I, yeah. It was very effective. It, it looked like 
one of those underwater electric eels color. Ooh, okay, right? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's like the vibe I was getting. Or like the underwater spider type creatures that like never see the light of day. Yes. And then they're like fluorescent. Yeah. I was convinced for a little while that it was based on like a real spider because you could see the hairs on its legs. Mm. Like it had a lot of detail. So I thought it, it, it was very realistic and I think they did a good job with yeah. that. Whereas it could have been really bad. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it could have been bad. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. Along those same lines. I was going to say, what were you going to say? You thought I was going somewhere else. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something about the seer. They did a really good job on his demise where when mm. he was like dying. It's creepy. It's, it's creepy. So it's creepy. the creepiest part of the movie. Uh, the special effects, like when he was, when they traded bodies was good. Yeah. Um, when his eyes get black and Ooh. then his death scene. Oh my God. Contorted face. Okay, guys. If I was like younger slash still now, this would give me bad dreams. Yeah. They again, I mean, it was the eighties, so it was what it was, but I think they did a really good job where it could have been really bad and it wasn't. It, it wasn't. was decent. It was, it was realistic enough that I was frightened. Those would be the pee breaks for me. Right. <laughs> Those are my pee breaks. The scary yep. scenes, I am out. I feel like for the budget, they I don't know how much of budget they had. I think they allocated the special effects well in yeah. the correct scenes. Yes, so, yes. I mean, the beast at the end, but it was... <laughs> Yeah. You mean but, the final boss? Yeah, the final boss. Yeah. Um, but I think they did well with what they had. Yes, yes. Yep. Well, and speaking of, I mean, this was, apparently this was a very big budget movie. This was a very expensive movie. And they, they yeah, I think they put a lot of time and effort into those special effects. Mm. Didn't always pay off, but what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. It's kind of, like, going back to that scene, it's kind of creepy on a couple of different levels. Like, I knew, I've seen so many Charmed episodes that, like, yeah. I know when someone's embodiment, <laughs> like, when they're, tr like, I'm like, wait, is that his soul coming to take him? Or, and I'm like, wait, no, it's, it's, it's the devil, and he's coming to be, you know, the replica of, I don't know, it just, the whole twist there, and then he, uh, the seer was dead, and then he had surfaced back up from the quicksand. I don't know why. Like, that was kind of a cool scene. Mm. Like, a cool little storyline. And it was scary for a few when they were leading, and he had, like, um, what's the boy's name? Titch. He had Titch and Colwyn with him leading him off, and no one must follow, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God. And like, his <laughs> eyes are open and, like, black contacts, and I'm right. just like... Black Somebody contacts. look at his eyes. Black contacts are very effective. They are very so, effective. I mean, they so still freaky. use them. In, still use and them. It's yeah, still, charmed. Yeah. All I mean, yeah. supernatural. Yeah. Like, they still yeah. use yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, the quicksand, can we talk about Mano's here. Mano, yeah. Mano, Mano? I didn't know where to put that in, but I think out of all of the deaths, that was the most it's heartbreaking. It's a hard death. It's it a is. hard death. Because he was, even while he was dying, he was still trying to help the he the guys. Yeah, because I again I remember when I was little I was like why is he throwing the bag I couldn't I couldn't understand why he was, and as an adult I'm at like, first I didn't really he's get trying it. to give them the supplies well, he's still trying to help them because <laughs> obviously I'd never seen it before and I thought he was trying to throw something to them to, so as the, like a rope to grab yeah but it too. wasn't That's he let go and yeah. it was it was too little to to work as a as a pull it was definitely like 
I know I'm done for, but yeah. here, please go on. And yeah. that goes back to yeah. my line where he's like, finish it for me. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yep. All right. Say the quicksand thing. When say he, the quicksand thing. Oh. The, um. The meme. I thought, I thought quicksand would be a bigger problem in my life. <laughs> yes. And that and was it's because, because of, of these types of movies. Yeah. All these, um, what do they call them? Sword and sorcery movies yeah. of the eighties. They all had quicksand in them. Yeah. Ooh, sword and sorcery. I'd never heard of them yeah. described like that, but that's, 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 that was like the genre. I love that. that. Yeah. 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 Um, but that to me is classic that. early eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. The, the clincher for me was, you know, you could see his hand falling, 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 mm. falling. He sticks it back out for yes. that second yes. before falling again. Yes. And it's that, like, uh, false hope or something that maybe he can make it, yeah. and then he doesn't. And then it just droops. It was, I don't know if it's, it was the actor or the directing or if it was written in the script, but it was well done. You even were like, oh. Yeah. Like, you, re- you reacted to that I moment. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Um, kudos. That was yeah. a good scene. I mean, it was a sad scene, but it was, it was well done. Yeah. And I always, I, I always think of like, you know, what's actually happening. Like what, you know, like you said, like, where did that, where did that Genesis come from? Like, how is it being done? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. That, I, th- I think I remember reading somewhere that that was just water with a bunch of cardboard up top. So that was all the actors, like the struggling was very realistic to me in that scene. Yeah. Where sometimes when I see a quicksand scene, I'm like, all right, that's very clearly water. <laughs> like, calm your rolls, yeah. guys. Like, you know? But I, I thought that it was an effective death. Yeah. He did good. Okay, so. Wheel of questions. Woo! Wheel. We. Of. Questions! We chose. No, we didn't, we didn't choose. choose. We spun the wheel. The wheel chose. The wheel chose. Two truths and a lie. I have come up with two truths and a lie, and you guys have to guess. Okay. Number one. Mm-hmm. It was given an R rating... But in New Zealand, it was given a PG-13 rating. Didn't even know it was released in New Zealand. I kind of forget about New Zealand sometimes. Are you... Number two. She's not very good at lying. No, she's really no. You continue. Was that bad? No, that was good. Keep going. (laughs) But, like, it sounds like it's the truth because of how you're talking. Or maybe she's really good and this is her Or maybe she doesn't know which one's the All three lies are all three truths. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, it could be. The swamp scenes were shot on the uh, 007 soundstage at Pinewood Studios. Okay. Bernard Breslau was the Cyclops Mm -hmm. and he was six foot seven tall, six feet seven inches tall. Mm -hmm. And then they added lifts to make him even taller. Oh, all right. Okay, she... She's, oh, okay, she actually is she good actually at this. this. <laughs> she like looked at us so. I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. All right. Having said that, I don't think it was rated R. I would believe because he was taller. There was not Six, enough. Seven. I, I I'm. It's hard because I feel like the first one and the third one are questionable. But the the, the second one is just like a fun fact, but doesn't really. Like, how would we know, like... No. How are we going to How would Betsy have pulled out of her butt? Although, her movie butt is very big. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Thanks. <laughs> I said your movie butt. Thanks. It's, it's you know... I, I feel like the third one's a lie. The third one, which is the, the lifts? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go with the... I'm going to go with Rated R. Right. It's going to be the middle one. You know it. Yeah. Watch All it. right. Ready for the answer? Yeah. It's the rated R. Ooh, wow. 
nice job. It was actually rated PG, and in New Zealand, it was G. No oh. way. Yeah. That's horrible. Actually, yeah. I'm not surprised. How old a were you when you watched it for the first time? <laughs> Two. Yeah, the, ra- the, no, ratings the ratings were like, when we were kids were way different. Yeah. Way different. Yeah. We were less coddled and oh, more, yeah. like, horrified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just... Chi-chi, bang, bang. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. And all free today. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I actually am good at that game. Thank okay. you very much. All right. Much. Good job. Because you put a little bit of truth in there and then played it up. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Good game, guys. Good game. Good game, everybody. Wait a minute. How has this Wait made a minute. Wait a minute. Getting better at that. And you guys are kind of changing it too a little bit, like making it your own a little bit. <laughs> How has this movie influenced or been influenced by other movies? I think there are some very obvious answers here. I mean, we've mentioned them, I think, is Star yeah. Wars and Princess Bride, although Princess Bride came later. But, but the book came first. Yep. Never mind. First off, it's got a ton of the um, Save the Princess movies. So mm-hmm. I have like a, a Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. Rapunzel, Wait, that to it. Mm-hmm. This is a stretch, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The Obi Wan character, uh, Yanir. Yanir. I don't know why, but I had he had a vibe, and it was Ray the Firefly from Princess and the Frog, because he had that like old man wisdom about. Him. <laughs> I know. I know. He didn't even have like the same accent or anything. What? No, what it what it was was I was picking up on he had a lost love, yeah. and I even guessed that it was going to be the um, widow of the web. Ray and Evangeline's story is what makes Princess and the Frog for me. Absolutely, same, same. And granted, I actually like the Princess and the Frog story, the Ray and yeah. Evangeline better, but. I don't know why I made the connection, but I did. I knew that he had, he was this wizened old man and he kind of wanted the, um, the new, the, uh, Calwin and Lissa, the new Lissa to have a better story than he, he had. So that's why he was there. He was the guide. He was helping him through. He knew how to defeat it, but he couldn't do it himself. Yep. Um, I got you. I got you. I feel I, I feel like they could again, I feel like they could have driven that whole plot line home better. Yes. Because like when they detoured to the Emerald Seer, I got that. Like that made sense to me. But then they also had to do detour to Widow of the Web. Okay, fine. But then they threw in this whole story in one scene about like their past and blah blah blah. And if it had been underlying property that they were like, Oh, let's pull in this thing from the from the original book, I would have gotten that. Right. But no, this was just a made-up story. Like, yeah. where did this come? It, this it's it's complicated backstory. To it's the one scene of the entire movie where I have consistently been like, okay, let's um, let's fast forward through this yeah. part. It just, yeah, it doesn't fit with me. But. Uh, I think it's the 1979 Alien movie, by the way, because <laughs> I'm looking. I thought the Beast was going to be that. Okay, I, I was waiting okay. for the Beast to be okay. that disgusting thing. So, nope, not as not as effective. Definitely. And four years later. Yeah. But yeah, so going back to the whole um, sword and sorcery genre there, like this was in the middle of this whole grouping of early to mid 80s, just B fantasy movies that basically all had the same plot line Mm -hmm. or very similar vibes. So obviously I get like Legend, Excalibur, 
even like labyrinth a little bit. Yep, a little bit labyrinth, ice, um, time bandits, ice pirates. Like it's just that era. Yeah. <laughs> so I call it dark puppetry. Okay. Okay. Yep. 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 Like yep. That. Yep. I got you. So yeah, very influenced and in influence. And now, nowadays, it's a cult class. It's considered a cult classic. So I think that pe- that things currently reference it purposefully because it's crawl. Right. Uh, Ready Player One was a movie book that brought the influences of the of the eighties, mm. like all everything you loved about it. And I love that. Yeah, they the they movie. have they have the glaive in the movie. And now that I think about it, I think they reference crawl in the book. Probably I think they do. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, I mean, people don't admit it, but most people, have, you know, they, they, they've come across this movie at some point in their lives. <laughs> so only in the beginning scene did I get that vibe of Aladdin for just a minute. What, you know, the princess and the king were talking father and daughter conversation. I got a Jasmine and Sultan interaction. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was going to be more of that throughout the movie. And then her dad was killed. And that was like the only scene. But for one minute, I got like the current, you know, Aladdin movie. Which is, like you said, goes towards the princess whole thing. Yeah. But it was also, she was choosing her husband. Yeah. She she still had that power. Yeah. And I think that a lot of fantasy movies in the 80s, the focus was on true love. But this, you still had to work that into the... Politics, yeah. the politics of it. Yeah. And I think they did that effectively. Yeah. Um, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up, um, Serena, because I have a note here um, where it was a reversal where the, the king was hesitant to actually marry off his daughter. Mm. Usually in those tropes, the king is desperate to marry off his daughter, no yeah. matter what she says. Mm-hmm. And she has picked not only someone she loves, but one that would help him politically. Mm. And she's all gung ho for it. And he's the one that's like, I don't think this is, you know, I don't, I'm not sure about this, which is unusual. So I, and she hugs him and kisses him. And I think they do have that strong relationship. Again, we had it for all of, you know, 60 seconds, but it was, I think it was a reversal of most of those story tropes, which I, I actually enjoyed. You said she loved him as if she knew him before this. I thought she made the decision without ever meeting him. I got the impression that they knew each other. Yeah, me too. Okay. And that they kind of made the decision outside of their parents yeah. and then told their parents because both of the fathers were like, uh, what? Yeah. You know. Yeah. But because when they met up in that little corridor area, she like looked at him and was like, I have chosen well. They maybe it's like they almost like the like, first time maybe she Maybe it was saw like him. a correspondence romance. <laughs> maybe. But I think, I don't know when, I think they knew each other. And the reason yeah. I say this is because when she sees him coming she goes around one way to try to like sneak up on him and he knows that. Mm. So they like, I feel like they were playing games with each yeah. other where they knew each other better than yeah. a it's first a good time point. meeting. Yeah. It's, and I and that. yes, it was like a little, it, it, it wasn't a little awkward. It was just, it was, it, it was, was the night before the wedding. It was right. a little, they were just both kind of nervous, but yeah, I def, I agree. I definitely got the impression they already knew each other. Yeah. Yeah. Which I appreciate. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a, oh, hey, Nice to meet you. We're met, we're getting married and we're in love. Yeah, you know. Hey, nice to meet you. We're in love. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the movies. We a watch lot of the like movies that, do so. that. American in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Confession, guys. <laughs> I think I like this better than American in Paris. 
<laughs> Blasphemy. We're going to get kicked out of the podcasting and movie community with that <laughs> one comment. Blacklisted for life. <laughs> the Krull. Gene Kelly versus nobody's. <laughs> Krull is better than American in Paris. You heard it from here. <laughs> you, hear, you heard it here first by Tracy Smith. Yeah. All right, ladies. Please remove your hats and silence your cell phones. How does this film hold up? I mean, it was it was it was campy fantasy eighties. It was it was fun, adventurous. They did what they could with the special effects. You can't really blame them too much for it. I still appreciated that half of the uh, the CGI that we have to deal with nowadays. I would take some of the most of those effects over yep. the C, some of the CGI we get nowadays. You know, I forgive a lot. It was it was the time period. It is what it was. I went into the mindset thinking it was going to be this horrible movie that I would just be like, oh, you know what? Fine. It's okay. 1983. Right. Like it, but it was so much better than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yes. The script needed a little bit of help. Um, there were some plot holes that we were forgiving, but all you're, in all. You ever seen Crawl? <laughs> you you don't need to see Crawl. I'm literally, you're making <laughs> Betsy so happy for her birthday pick because. I, this is your you, present. Been, I'm not getting you a gift. Yeah, this is, this it, right is it. Because. <laughs> Literally, she, I could, like, I feel her, like, radiating vibe from over here. Like, she's like, <laughs> success. <laughs> yeah, because she's been waiting for this. And then yeah. I don't know what the other movie was that you showed us. That we're both like, oh. But, like, yeah. low expectations. And, and how long has this gone back where you're, like, just refused to watch that movie? It, and it Betsy. Wasn't, it, it wasn't, wasn't a, a refusal. It was just never first. Never pick. happened. Right. Yeah. Because it, it was, it never came with a, a good review. It yeah. was like, just watch it because why not? And it's like, no, I'd rather watch something good than yeah. this. But yeah. well, maybe because of all of that, I I will I do say like it. it's impossible for my sister and I to gauge because I I I feel like this was the first time I was watching it as objectively as I could. And I'm like, it's holding up. It's actually yeah. not bad. No. And I just texted my sister being like, it took us 34 years, but I finally got Tracy to watch this movie. And she goes, wow, I thought that was the type of movie you could only watch if you watched it as a kid. Mm, yeah. And I was like, apparently not. I didn't know. I, I wasn't expecting that, but yeah. It did bring me back a little bit. Like, I feel like even though it was made in 83, like it would have been something I watched in the early 90s. Mm maybe be scared you did have to have that that blanket excuse of we are watching an 80s fantasy movie mm. so you if you understand that you can't just show it to a kid today who's expecting you know these big cgi amazing graphic you know what mm -hmm. i mean it is what it was but what it was was my nostalgia i mean i didn't watch this particular one but it was that nostalgia factor yeah. where okay this is what it is and i i, I truly don't understand why this one out of all the ones that were made was the one that was the, 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 the dirt bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it to me, it was in the same league as all the others. Because let me tell you, there is some way worse. Well, that's early eighties fantasy movies out there. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what I was thinking. Um, you like loved the genre title that I don't think Betsy made up. But no. Oh yeah. The sword, the sword and sword 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 sorcery. sorcery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that we haven't compared it to black cauldron yet. You know what? We did while we were watching it because I go, oh, is that Gurgi? Oh, no, that's Fluter Flan. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. And Freddie Jones is in both. <laughs> we'll say that. I, yeah, now that you're saying that, it's almost reminding me, like, it did kind of have a little bit of a Black Cauldron vibe. Mm. But Black Cauldron was... You know what? Animated. So, like... Yeah, but... Same era. Yeah, but the bad guys still captured the girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go... Yep. You had the, the magical animal. Hashtag... Uh, what was his name? 
Ergo. Yes. That yes. would transform into a peg. Ergo the Magnificent. Oh, yeah. Short, 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 short tall, and power. Henwin. Narrow yeah. purpose and wide of vision. Okay. Listen, actually, okay, so going back to, I, it's hard for me to find favorites. It's easy for me to find things I hate about this. I I cannot stand Ergo. Me neither. I can't okay, stand right. him. No, I cannot I stand him. No. Because with a character like that, you need to have something that's redeeming. Gurgi was annoying until he sacrificed himself. And I understand that that Ergo, it's not, like, like redeemed himself. He was, like, protecting Titch at the end and all that. Still annoyed the bejesus out yeah. of me. I don't know he what it really was. He didn't really have a purpose. He did not. Because if he wasn't there, I guarantee you one of the other guys, because they were, like we were saying, those they were all, even though they were robbers or whatever, they were all solid guys. They yeah. were looking out for each other. One of the guys, if not the king or whatever, right. would have taken care of Titch. Right, right, right. And I think he was supposed to be the comic relief, but he, he wasn't. wasn't funny. Run had all the good lines. Yep. And even like the interactions between Torquil and Run and Liam Neeson's character, I don't know his name, but they, they were kind of humorous a little bit. And like there was enough humor there. You yeah. didn't even need her go. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that was my, that was my one con of this movie. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> all right. But speaking of, boom, we fixed it. I have one. You had something. Go ahead. So I think it's downfall. And I think the reason they did it was it was trying to compete with Star Wars was it mixed genres. Mm. It went from fantasy to sci-fi. What? Yeah. No, I was thinking that when you said fantasy just now, when you guys were talking about fantasy, I'm like, wait, in my head, I'm like, I kind of felt like sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of the things Even at that, the beginning, when you were reading the synopsis, you were like, aliens? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Where I, I think... I think unless you have this script story that is on point for some, you know, that really makes sense of why there are aliens in this medieval world, they just don't mix well. Mm -hmm. They just don't. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense. It didn't. It was swords against lasers and it, it, not, not laser swords. It was like steel swords against lasers and it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, It was almost like two different movies um, kind of like smashing together. Yeah. But not in like a melding way. I understand why they did it. They're like, okay, we've got this sword and sorcery type thing going on, but Star Wars is so big right now. So let's merge them and make this movie even greater. And and they thought it was going to help them and it actually hurt them Mm. because I think what took you out, like you love the landscapes. The landscapes were beautiful. Mm. That would have been great in a fantasy movie. Then you got the sound stages. The 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 sound stage with the the water was good, mm. but the sound stage of like the spaceship thing was weird yeah. and like out of place. And then the beast and even I wrote here the um the armor of the slayers. I didn't like it took me out of it. It was too they were too bulky or whatever. And you had yeah. you were starting to explain that, you know, all right, I think it was trying to explain the exoskeletons of these aliens and I'm like, all right, right. well then you've if you But they now, didn't explain that well. No, they didn't, they didn't but I'm like, well then they didn't need that. Whereas yeah. if if they had like trolls or orcs or or something the 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 classic medieval bad guys, it would have made so much more sense of why they're capturing the princess because they know that, you know, these are their enemies. So if we capture their princess, that these were aliens from outer space that didn't, couldn't give a care about what mm-hmm. our politics were mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. They could have just blown up our world and moved on. Mm-hmm. So I think taking the aliens out, making it another bad guy, and then have the exact same plot line with, yeah. with the captured yeah. princess and going, even even the magic, um, so, what is it? The magic frisbee? What was it? The glaive. The glaive. <laughs> the magic frisbee. Uh, 
<laughs> they could even have had, well, it's been in prophecies that this is the only weapon that can defeat the orcs or whatever the yeah. bad guy would be. You could have all of that. Yeah. Even the widow of the web weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Widow of the web weirdness. I like that. <laughs> um, so I think that's would have been my fix. I agree with you. And it's funny because I, I wasn't going to mention this because I know neither. Have either of you seen Legend? No. Okay. So I was, that's why I wasn't going to bring it up. But you know what? For my listeners. Um, about halfway through the movie, I was like, you know what? You're right. The weak part was the bad guy part. And the, and the, and the entertaining part, and fortunately the part we got the most of, was, was Colwyn with the guys. Yeah. Like the, the, the yep. adventure part. That mm-hmm. was great. Yep. That was solid. Legend. I love the evil parts. The darkness, the, the um, literal darkness is the character. It's Tim Curry. Fantastic unbelievably phenomenal that whole scene and like he tries to turn the princess evil so it's like working that that angle Mm -hmm. and like the visuals of it are just beautiful but in but again in legend the the other side of it who's jack the hero tom cruise i was like can we get okay yeah like whatever if we could take the good guys of crawl and the bad guys of legend and put them together and make one movie it would be do you think we could it do like solid. an epic like uh, that would be cut awesome. and paste? It would if, be if we were if we had more money and the rights to those movies. Oh my god! That Smash cut of yeah. of Crawl and Legend. Holy who hell! Out there, who who can do who? it? Listeners, legendary crawl. <laughs> yes, the legend of crawl. The, the legend, legend of, of crawl. crawl. You heard it here first, guys. Yep. <laughs> guys, you know what I'm thinking? I feel like there's a bunch of great ideas in this movie and they kind of mushed all into one. And if they had created into a, like a trilogy, mm. maybe um, they could do the black widow spider have its own type of movie. If they made it today, it would absolutely be a trilogy. Yes. And they would definitely, Oh, cause it is still three... up that scene. Cause they would, they would somehow not but, be able to, but no, because that out, but they would, and the spider would be CGI. <laughs> But the spider scene wouldn't even be in this movie. It would be into the second movie yeah, or something. That's true. Right. And they would be able to develop that whole scene better. I think that there's so much going on that we're like, whoa. And like a little bit, like not you because you watched it a thousand times, but like us. Hey, hey. I only watched it like 885 times. Okay? 885. But there's just a lot mashed into there. And when it becomes too, like, I don't know what the word is, muddled. You know, it gets a little bit messy. Yeah. I think that you, they could easily have, especially with the money. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they were trying to fit so much in. Yeah. They were like, this is my one shot. I have to put all of our ideas into it. <laughs> but I think that that's what, it, it, that that's kind of part of a downfall. Yeah. So. Kind of yeah. what you guys already said, but it just it just dawned on me. And I'm like, oh, you know what would be kind of cool? If they calm the F down about cramming everything into the first movie and like, stretched it over to a second and third, you know? Because there right. really are multiple storylines here. All right. All right. When whoever's remaking this movie, which is going to happen, I mean, come I was on. just going to say, yeah, is right. someone going to make a second one? Please make it a trilogy and fix it. And fix it. All right. Martini shot, guys. Would you recommend this movie? Um, I'm going to say no. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> an obvious yes. But you guys, I would. Good. I, I would. I would. I would prep the person to expect an '80s fantasy mm-hmm. slash sci-fi. But that it, I I it's, I don't I I honestly don't know the difference between this and other ones. Yeah, they're yeah. just as bad. Yeah, in my opinion, Maybe that, or as good as you know. Well, would you recommend it? I would. I would. Convincing as mine. I was gonna say that. I, I would. Like there's a butt right on her lips right there. I would, but 
I don't know. I feel it depends on the person. Yeah. Not everyone's going to like this. Not movie. everyone's going to be yeah. able to appreciate it. If you like, if it's, if it, the person I'm recommending to is into early 80s, the sword and sorcery, mm-hmm. the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good game, guys. Good game. Good job, everybody. GG. Next week is Serena's birthday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So she gets to pick. And then, what do we think? Are we going to go nostalgia, Serena? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Nostalgia for sure. Every time. I mean, honestly, Valley Girl was nostalgia. It was. That's true. And yeah, mm-hmm. we got a lot of, we, we got a lot of mileage out of that one. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsatthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials, and we'll see you at the movie house. Happy birthday, Betsy! Woo! Oh God, I'm old. <laughs>